Hello, everyone, and welcome to What a Pitch, the podcast where people pitch made-up movies. I'm your host, Dan Cutler. Uh, I'm usually joined by Sean Dangler, but he's... Not with us anymore. He's not with us anymore. He's no, no. I went back home. I'm visiting some friends, uh, and Sean is not from back home with me, so he uh, did not come. I'm trying to get my damn phone to unlock. There it is. Because <laughs> uh, so I can read my movie pitch. Uh, so yeah, I'm your host, Dan Cutler. I'm all alone today, but I'm not actually alone. I'm here with a few friends. I'm here with. Gavin Wright, Justin Anderson, Woo! and Austin Bundy. Uber Games, yes. Hello, everybody. Uh, how are you guys doing? We're good. We're good. Splendid. Not too bad. Yeah. Great. Uh, so I got a question for you guys. Uh, we're probably all going to be quarantined for a while. So <laughs> <laughs> while we're all locked in our homes, what is a go-to movie? Like you got it. You have nothing to do, so you might as well just Ooh. put on a movie. What movie are you going to put on? Rush Hour. <laughs> That was so quick. Oh, boy, I love Rush Hour, dude. It's solid, It's yeah. so good. That was a great movie. Yeah. Also, uh, this is Bundy. Bundy, say hello. Hi. My name is Justin. I'm Gavin. Didn't we do that? Well, we're putting our names yeah, in the na- voices. voices. So. Yeah, voices. That's probably a good idea. So, Sorry about that. If you never heard from us, hello. <laughs> oh, Gavin, do you have one? Rush I- Hour 2. Yeah. <laughs> Rush Hour 3? They yeah, third one. You can go for it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There is a. Third I haven't one seen those in forever, but the, the, they they work. They're so good. They yeah. work and best, they're good. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say best buddy, buddy cop, cop comedy oh, of all time. Yeah, easily. Yeah, I'm trying to think about it's, it's really tough. You got your lethal weapons. You got your. I get, Die Hard isn't. This is just no, one. Yeah, just yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. He adds on people later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think he gets like his son involved. Yeah, but. not like the last one, but the one before that I really liked. The uh, live was it live free die hard. Is that the one with uh, Justin... uh, No Time to Die Hard. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Justin Long, I think, is in it. And then it has... uh, It's not as bad as people think it is. I liked it. I thought it was pretty good. I've watched it multiple times. That's when I used to legally download movies from like LimeWire or whatever it was. Sure, sure. Yeah. (laughs) No? Shouldn't say that? (laughs) No, I was just thinking about how long it would take to download a movie from LimeWire. Yeah, it was something. I had a way, because I remember when Deadpool... Or not Deadpool, uh, Wolverine Origins... Before it came out, it it leaked online. Oh, yeah. I remember that. So there was like it was it looked pretty poopy. Like all like the um, graphics weren't done on the CGI. Mm-hmm. So like there were some spots that you could tell were really bad. I think during the Deadpool scene, it wasn't done, so you could see Ryan Reynolds with his strings like jumping around and whatnot, <laughs> and it was just him doing like movements because they obviously CGI'd that. There's yeah. so much bad shit in it. But I watched it before. I thought I was like, oh, this isn't it. And I started watching the whole entire movie. I was like, I think that was the whole movie. Because, yeah. like, like two days later, I went to go see it. And I was like, oh, it's probably, like, a lot better. And, like, they probably fixed a lot <laughs> in post. No. Nope. Was I wrong? <laughs> <laughs> it was it was just as bad. I think I would prefer the not done version of it. But On, on the topic of bootleg movies, my yeah. grandma, she had a friend that worked in the airlines. Um, so she'd go overseas a lot to China, I guess. Yeah. And... She would get like bootleg copies of like movies that had just hit theaters, and I remember she had a copy of Ray from China, oh. Ray with uh, Jamie Foxx, yeah. and it was like you know a subtitle in Chinese, but it was still in the audio was English, but you could see people like standing up oh. in front of the camera and walking, you know, in the theater. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> it's really weird. That's good. 
So yeah. Rush Hour, Rush Hour 2, and Rush Hour 3? I think yeah. so. I think yeah. those are, that's, yeah, our That's choices. a safe bet. Yeah. I'm well, wrong. two out of three is our safe bet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, no, my serious answer, I, I would probably go Disney, as, as typical as that is. I love Wreck-It Ralph, and I could watch that movie any day of the week. So. All right, cool. Uh, my answer is probably Contagion. Uh, <laughs> What's that? <laughs> it's, oh, it's a Steven Soderbergh film, and it's basically like, what is happening now? Like, yeah. It's based off of the SARS like, uh, did we have to pick a pandemic movie? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Because no. because in that case, I'd go Twenty Eight Days Later. Ooh. Okay, I really, I'd go Shaun of the that's, Dead. For that's going. Danny Boyle, correct? Yeah, that's Danny Boyle. Yeah, yeah. for all this to blow over. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, that's a great movie too. What? Shaun of the Dead. Oh, yeah. so I mean, good. If, if we're being serious, if I had to do one, I'd choose Hot Foes over any other movie. Ooh. Oh, that's a great movie. Yeah. yeah. I recently watched that on Netflix. Is that your it's favorite of the Cornetto trilogy? Yeah. Oh, easily. Yeah. I didn't see that. Then the third one's really good. It's it's good. It, it's it like it's a it slow get, start, but yeah. it gets really good. Yeah. It's great. It's it, on Netflix. I know Shaun of the Dead and uh, no, it's not. It's not. It's on something. It's not Netflix. God, yeah. I had to go to. get the Shaun of the Dead steel book because I'm getting like uh, physical media for the shit that I love. Love. Yeah. yeah. I got the Shaun of the Dead steel book. That's really good. Steel books. Yeah. No, you didn't need to pick a pandemic movie. It's just like at the forefront of my brain and like steven soderbergh is it's just a, he's a phenomenal filmmaker mm. and i was just like i've never seen contagion and it's currently like because of all this that's happening yeah it is number two on the itunes like store because oh, people are uh, renting it and be like oh yeah that movie yeah um but he actually like heavily like vetted and researched like what would happen in this scenario and and you know like I think uh, like NPR interviewed this like people from the CDC who are like, "Have you seen this movie?" And they're like, "Oh yeah, that's exactly how it would happen." <laughs> and like, this is how the world is going to end, except it doesn't end because eventually someone's going to figure it out, and we'll just like act as if nothing ever happened and yeah. vote Trump in. Uh, <laughs> that's a good turn. <laughs> no, no. All right, let's talk about Baladay. <laughs> no. All uh, right. All right. So, well, with that out of the way, we're gonna move on to the elevator pitch. Ooh. Ding, ding. Oh, uh, hello, uh, hello, sir. Oh, hi. Hi. Uh, I how, are, am, how are you? I, I am very good. Oh, I'm going to use my, my, my deep voice. Are you this. Harvey Weinstein yeah. in this situation? <laughs> it's a troublesome time for me. <laughs> I really wish there was a third person in this elevator. <laughs> this is Bundy in the corner. <laughs> it's me. I'm his walker. Ah. <laughs> Well, uh, uh, so right. you yes, look like hello. you make movies. I do. Look, I, it's my I, suit. I have an idea for a movie. Ah. It's about an NSA, and it's about an NSA wiretap analyst who uh, falls in love with this woman that he is spying on, and kind of manipulates a, a relationship with her. Mm, do tell. Uh, well, the elevator's open, and I have to get out now. It's called Security. I hope you, you want to make it. Ooh, that sounds very interesting. Okay. Thankfully, here at Fox, we pitch anything, so let's try it out, baby. Yay, thank you. Bye. Ding dong. <laughs> yeah. We're at a door. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so uh, I was just, I don't remember how I got this idea, but I was, I just had this idea of, like, kind of like Big Brother and how, like, our phones are always recording and yeah. all our, like, cameras are recording us at all time the nsa is just looking for terrorists everywhere um and i just had this idea that this guy like finds this woman and she's like she's like vlogging or she's like like playing a song like she wrote a song and she's playing it and he just like falls in love with her and like uses his resources as this person who is a spy but is spying on the american public you know to like 
use that and like kind of like slip into her life and kind of manipulate and manufacture this relationship yeah. with her. So is this more of like um, a rom com kind of style? Not com, not funny. Or is it more like a like a creepy like yeah, uh, it's you. Kind it's of style? yeah, it's definitely like voyeuristic oh, okay. and very reminiscent of that. Is that what you're gonna ask? I, I, this reminds me of those um, memes I see on Twitter where like people are like acting up in front of their phone or computer, like, <laughs> oh yeah, this is my CIA agent watching me. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it reminds yeah, yeah, me. Yeah. Of. yeah, it's so it's yeah, it's definitely like that kind of that idea that we're always being watched and that there but there is someone on the other end and no matter how no matter how much it seems like the machine is just a machine Mm -hmm. it's ran by people and that's why machines are corrupt and evil yeah it's because people give in to their base natures of greed and just selfishness yeah and use the massive amounts of power and wealth that they accrued Mm -hmm. to get their way um, so I have a couple questions. Bring it. Right off the bat. So first off, I like this idea because it's topical. You know, Thanks. what's going on right now. Yeah. But, so with that, he, she doesn't, she's obviously not aware of him, correct? Of, of him spying on her? Yeah. Yeah, no, not at all. Does she ever find out? I think Possibly in the, the end, end, I think in the end, uh, she finds out. Yeah. Um, but I think there's a lot to go through before that. Okay. So while he's falling in love with her, is he doing weird shit like jerking off to her whenever she's like, you know, like kind of like that her, you kind of like a mix of a between those kind of ideas? No. No? Yeah. At least not that we see, you know. Because I think in you, doesn't he jerk off to her a couple times? I don't remember that. Does he? No, I've never seen that. I just oh. have a question. I, I just thought to... I thought you were like I jerk off. <laughs> I jerk off. <laughs> does, All right, everyone, something... we're gonna keep it silent for the podcast. But raise a hand if you jerk season... off. Not spoilers. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Gavin's doing it right now. In season two, when he right when he meets uh, what's her name, Love. Actually, or have you seen season two. I haven't seen season two. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> I've never seen the show. Have you ever oh. pitched a movie by talking about another movie? <laughs> <laughs> it's a that's show. That's like every movie ever. Yeah, that's yeah, every movie. Movie. <laughs> it's like, So picture this. <laughs> Real quick. Have you ever seen uh, One Hour Photo? Robin Williams? No, I've never seen that. That gives me kind of the same vibe. So it's like yeah. um, Rob Williams' old man. He works at like a Walgreens back when they developed a lot of photos. Mm-hmm. And so he would like kind of keep tabs on this woman based on the photos oh. of, that she brought in with her family and stuff. And mm-hmm. like she like it, it's kind of like he'd like pop up at you know a kid's birthday party and stuff okay. like that. And it, it's creepy. It's yeah. one of his yeah. So good. so yeah. it definitely is something. It is very much like that mm-hmm. where. So I think the movie starts. Um, excuse me. The movie starts, and we see him kind of just being good at his job. We see, and I think he is very good at his job. He's like employee of the month or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, twelve months running or some bullshit like that. Um, that's a whole year. <laughs> good job. <laughs> <laughs> uh, where so he's just really good at picking out like all the little things, and maybe he does actually find a terrorist, and we see him like catching this guy and he also like interrogates these people and like and by interrogation i do mean like there is some torture like Mm -hmm. they do torture um and he does find something and we see that he has like a buddy you know in the office that's like his best friend in his whole life because his life is his work um and but then so that's like i mean like maybe like 
15, 20 minutes, we just like see him working and being good at his job and he interrogates someone and he's like buddy, buddy with this one guy who's way more outgoing, like personable and sociable than he is. Yeah. Um, and our main character is more kind of like introverted. He's like more in on himself. Um, but can still hold a conversation. And then he like, after that's done, he goes back to his desk to like find something new and he comes across this woman and I just think it'd be really cool if there was a moment where he's watching her and she's just like playing a song. Like she's like, I wrote this song. Maybe she's like doing a video call, like a Skype call with her sister. And she's like, I want you to hear it before. Like, I, I'm too afraid to play it for other people. And she, cause she obviously doesn't know that he's listening in on her and watching her and she's playing this song. And like, he can hear the song like in his own brain and he can hear like the backup like strings and he can like hear what she's trying to make and he just like falls in love with her and it's just like this like cute beautiful song that's playing and like everything else falls away and it's just like him and this screen and he's just like having such a big moment um and then like he just keeps like coming back and like watching her and um and all that and eventually he learns that she finally got the courage to go to like an open mic and play her song and he's and he learns that she's in NSA should be like Washington DC or Maryland or something. I don't know where the NSA headquarters are. Um, but then he Do goes. They, they put that public information out. I don't know. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Like yeah. the headquarters are definitely like known, like yeah. the, as the headquarters. Yeah, I have no idea. So that's fine. It's probably it's probably DC because then they can just get to the White House easily. Yeah. Um, but he learns that she's in the DC area, and he like goes to the open mic and like fakes like a meeting and like running into, Oh, like, Hey, like I really like your song, you know? And like fake this like chance meeting. And she thinks it's a chance meeting that she met this guy and he knows what to say. Cause he's been watching her mm-hmm. and knows how to like, what she likes, what she doesn't like. And, and kind of like manip- like manufactures this meeting, but she thinks it's a chance meeting. She's met this great guy who like just kind of gets her. Mm-hmm. Um, and they start to build this relationship how much like power and authority does he have as a job? So let's say he's watching her. He finds out she has like a boyfriend or something like that. <laughs> How much power does he have to like take that guy out of the picture? So, um, this sounds like more, I want this to be more of a horror film now. <laughs> the more and more I think about this, well, like so a, or a thriller, I guess. It is kind of thrilling because yeah. I think maybe we could keep ambiguity in that sense i think we should get something that tells us he has the capabilities with through his job of like basically removing someone from existence yeah okay like he's like one of these like scary spy people that we like are afraid of being like in the nsa or being in the cia you know kind of like that kind of level Mm -hmm. he's not too high up but he's like like he's like we definitely know in our souls you know nothing confirms it but we know deep down inside us that he has killed before and he's okay with it and can definitely easily kill again mm-hmm. um and i think that would be a great way to take it so like we do get moments of them like going out and having coffee or and actually going on dates and they start dating okay um but then as they're dating and those dates are good, you know, like he knows what to say and 
he's like, oh yeah, like I'm falling in love and she's falling in love with me. It's great. But as they're dating, he kind of like slips up here and there and says something, some things that she's like, wait, like, how do you know that? Yeah. Yeah. Just like little pebbles of like, there's something else going on that he's not telling me. Um, and in regards to like, maybe she has a boyfriend, maybe it's like an ex who's like, like toxic or abusive. Mm -hmm. And maybe he, maybe he like gets into that, like interrogator mode where he's like going to step up and like take this guy out. And she sees a side of our main character that scares her Mm -hmm. because it's this form of him that she's had, like, she has no experience with, but is obviously a part of his life that he is very comfortable accessing. Any thoughts or questions or anything? I like it. What do you think, Gavin? Yeah, I'm into it. I'm, yeah. I'm trying to think of different, like, scenarios now. Yeah. Like, I, I'm thinking, like, he's he's at work, you know, listening and watching whatever she does, and then something comes up that he doesn't like. Like, makes him a little yeah. jealous or something. Like, maybe she goes to the gym, and it's like, she just, like, glances at some dude working out or something mm-hmm. like that. Or yeah. maybe, maybe I, it doesn't involve another guy, just something. I, I could see her, like, they'll be hanging out and whatnot, and they're, like, dating, and then, like, she'll get a text, and he'll be like, oh, what's that? Like, who was that? And she's like, oh, it's nothing. You know, like, nothing to worry yeah. about. And then, and then it just cuts to, like, him, like, internally Looking talking, yeah. monologuing yeah. a little Yeah, bit. like, what if they're, like, out to dinner? Ooh, she gets a text, she mentions not, and he's like, oh, okay, he runs to the bathroom, yep. gets on and his, like, his NSA phone, phone yeah. and he's, like, or, looking at her text. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Because, like, he like, copied her, like, SIM card or something to his mm-hmm. phone. Yeah. yeah. Which they, they say, they, they do that in you, so, because <laughs> he takes one of her old phones, the guy, or the girl, mm-hmm. whatever her name is in the first season, because, like, she loses her phone, but he actually steals it, and then she gets a new phone, but he can still get her text messages. Mm-hmm. But similar idea to that, but, like, at that moment, him going to the bathroom, and oop, And I like that concept of him getting, like, slipping up a little bit and getting a little too jealous, because obviously, in the end, they're not going to end up together. No. And that's the beautiful thing about it. I do. I am <laughs> excited to tell you the end, because I think it yeah. ends in a way that you guys won't necessarily see coming. But I'll save it for later. Okay. So it's like, ooh, a little, <laughs> a little, little, little piece of cake for later. <laughs> um, I definitely, like, you said it happens in you, and it might be, like, kind of a trope that, like, yeah. but I think tropes are there for a reason because these are how these beats play out in a story. Yeah. Yeah. You know, tropes happen in real life, mm-hmm. you know, because that's the nature of a trope. that and, Like, that's just how it exists. Yeah. Um, speaking uh, to... You kind of reminded me something of uh, Gavin that I had thought about. I think his obsession starts to get in the way of his work. That would make sense. Um, and he kind of slips up and like they're like, well, "You're acting weird. What's going on?" And I think it even gets to a point where he misses a terrorist attack. Mm. <laughs> and like, <laughs> this is how it started. <laughs> so, so yeah, what, you, what, year, what year does this take place? <laughs> 2022 March. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> so, but I think that's like it's creating that like he's his entire life is changing because of this obsession he mm-hmm. has. Um not just like his like social life cuz now yeah. he's meeting like all of her friends and is changing as a person in that way, but his work is faltering because he has decided to focus on something else. Um, and his buddy, I think his buddy is like 
trying to cover for him. I think he tells his, oh, okay, his, so work, he knows. his work friend. Yeah. I think he tells his work friend. He's like, I've just, I've met this girl and I just can't stop thinking about her. Mm-hmm. And his, and his friend is like, all right, like I'll, I'll try and help out, you know? And maybe he like, obviously like you miss a terrorist attack. I'm guessing like you're getting shit at work. Your boss is going to, you know, <laughs> rip you a new one. Yeah. But his buddy is like, Hey, like, you know, I could have gotten this too, you know, it's like all this information that we're all supposed to go through. Like it's whatever, you know, his buddy covers for him. Uh, and I, that plays into the ending of it. So what if at one point mm-hmm. there's a conflict between him and his friend or his work buddy, mm-hmm. because the work buddy starts looking into her and then he gets suspicious. He's like, wait a minute. What if this chick has like some shit going down on the what back? If? What if she's a super spy? Yeah. Or like, what? yeah, or it's like, or he, he's like looking at stuff and he's like, oh, this chick's friend, Bob might be a terrorist. And then it's yeah. like, oh, now this guy's in on it. But what if there are a little spice in here? There's like hints of this certain concept throughout the film, but you don't really pick up on it. But if you go back and watch it, you can figure it out. But what if he's interested in the other guy? Not the guy, like not our, not the main character being interested in him, but like the friend. What if the friend like secretly has feelings for the main character? Throwing little, little. What if <laughs> you just made him outlandishly gay? <laughs> How but about that? You, what if you don't? You don't necessarily have to like. He doesn't. Like, he, it's not obvious that he's gay. You mm. know what I mean? But like at the end, he, you know, towards that. Um, Towards the ending, it, it, it's brought up, and therefore it brings conflict into it because he gets jealous of him having feelings for her. It's like a love triangle of sorts. You no no okay. I'm Throw not that out the table. I feel like at a certain point you're putting too many hats on other. Yeah, hats. <laughs> get a little too yeah. 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 yeah, it just feels like there's that feels like there's maybe like or too just many conflict cooks. in general, like with his friend. Yeah, and I think yeah, and then I think that's why like the he tells the buddy. The, the work friend, because then the work friend will bring up some conflict of, like, you got to focus, but you're not focusing, but I'm your friend. And mm-hmm. so, like, it, there's going to be push and pull there. Yeah. What if the main character threatens the friend? Because the friend's, friend at some point is trying to talk. I mean, he's like, hey, you need to not focus yeah. on this chick. And he's like, no, you know what I can do, so don't step in my way mm-hmm. type of thing. Yeah. I definitely see that, like, a point like that where, um, like, it, it he, like... Like he tells them, like you got to focus, and the and the main character is like, okay, okay, I'll focus, but then doesn't, yeah. and time goes on, and he's like, hey man, we talked about this, like you said you were gonna focus, and he's like, I'm fine, you know, because he's not gonna admit problem his personal problems, uh, and he's like, no, fuck you, I'm gonna report you, because like you're obviously like you're using work time, you're using work resources to do a personal thing, so like he can report him to his boss, and like they can have a big fight. Does the main character know what he's doing is messed up, or does he honestly believe he's doing the right thing? He honestly believes that, like, they're supposed to be together. Okay. Him and the, the girl are supposed to be together, and that what he is doing is best for her, is best for himself, and is, ha- like, it, it's like a higher power kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, we're suppo- we're destined to be together, so I need to work as hard as I possibly can to make sure that's how it ends. Does she ever find out his true nature yes and then does he like flip around and like not torture her but like use his skills and be like no i'm gonna convince you so this is the way it's gonna i think there would so i think let's i think we need to get back to the relationship and talk about this because um in a weird way i guess i would call this like a dark romance film yeah um 
even though they're not supposed to be in love with each other um, because it's obviously very toxic and wrong. Um, But I think of uh, a very important thing we need in romance films, any kind of romance films, is just moments where they're together and it's not plot driven. It's character driven. It's them actually spending time together and learning about each other. And that's where we're going to get those moments where he drops these little breadcrumbs inadvertently where she's like, wait, what's going on? And as time builds, I think other really cool moments are like there are times where she maybe confronts him about like these things. And he, we can see that he kind of uses his like psychological interrogation to be like, to convince her that she's crazy or that she's just like, she's looking too deep into it. Yeah. Um, which can play into a lot of real life relationship manipulations about how like, uh, like gaslighting and things Mm -hmm. like that. Um, but it, he won't – I don't think he'll be crazy. Like he won't be angry or upset. It's just like we recognize that, oh, we saw him do this with a terrorist and now we're seeing him do like words – like wordplay like, and yeah. stuff, like reverse psychology and stuff like that. And like, oh, he's messing with her head. Squatch. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so I – so – it might not make for make this podcast long, but like that's just what those moments are. And I'm not here to like script out dialogue or anything. Yeah. So like it's basically we get introduced to him as a character, as this NSA analyst. Mm-hmm. They fall in love. He fakes this meeting. And then it's just moments of like him falling behind work, them going out, him meeting her friends, him learning about this ex-boyfriend and confronting him at some point and scaring her. And maybe that's what happens is that, like, it's just those moments, and that's what makes up the majority of the film that we're just not going to talk about right now. So people just have to make those up in their brain. Yeah. Um, I think there's a point where... God damn it. They run out of food at Starbucks? <laughs> um, I think there's a point where there's a few sequence of events that lead to the ending. And I think it starts with him confronting like the ex-boyfriend and her seeing that side of him and being scared. But after that happens, like let's say they're on a date and they run into him and he like, like, like is like, Hey, if you don't back off, you know, I'm going to take care of you. And the guy maybe swings for it, but he has tra- the main character has training. So he like blocks it. And then like, does like precise, like kidney shots or something. And like, just lays the guy out in like two punches mm-hmm. And is then looks like he's about to just like fucking cave his skull in or something like that. And she's like, she convinces the main character to stop and take her home. So then he takes her home. The night ends, but we see her in her home. Kind of like, what did I just see? A little concerned. Yeah. And then, and then it cuts to work. And that's when we have the friend say like, you are like, you need to stop. Like you're obsessed with her and it's ruining your life. If and maybe he says, if you don't tell her, I'm gonna tell her. And and our main character's like, fine, fine, I'll tell her at some point. And he's just like, I'll tell her at some point, like, I'm not gonna blow this thing up, you know? Yeah. But then he gets a call from her and she's like, Hey, we need to talk. And he's like, What the fuck? Goes back to his computer to see, like, you know, did she call anyone? She called the sister and like Skype call and like just like replays that 
because NSA recorded it because it's the fucking NSA Mm -hmm. and sees that she's going to confront him about she's just like put all the breadcrumbs together. She's like dot like connected all the dots and is like there's something going on. He either tells me tonight or I'm breaking up with them. And he's like, fuck, now I have to tell her. So he leaves, but the friend isn't convinced he's going to tell her. So then he reports it to their boss and is like, this has been going on. So the main character goes to the woman's house to tell her I've been spot. Like, this is what, who I am. I, you know, I've spied on you and I manufactured this relationship she is obviously not taking it well. Mm-hmm. As this is happening, his bosses has sent a hit squad to capture them. Okay. Because the, the two of them? Yes. Okay. Because they're like, we can't have this getting out. Like people can't know like the extent We're recording of recording yes. everything. Yeah. And kidnapping people and torturing and killing them and removing them from existence. Because obviously, those are crimes. Um and he's like, and he starts freaking out, and she's freaking out, so they're both freaking out, and he kills himself. Okay, didn't see that one coming. They take her and arrest, just arrest her, because they're like, we need to know what she knows, mm-hmm. and who she told, kind of thing. They take her, they interrogate her, the, but, the work friend is interrogating her, and after he interrogates her, and tortures her, uh, he tells his bosses like what she knows and what she doesn't know, and and he's like, "Hey, I can confirm she was just told specifically what happened tonight, and she's just she thought something was going on but didn't know what was going on, so she can't couldn't tell anyone anything." And they're like, "Okay, great, kill her." <laughs> and and so the work buddy goes to kill her, and then someone else is like, you know. This guy was, like, covering for him as he was not doing his work. Like, he knew about this going on and didn't tell anyone. And was just, like, covering up himself. And they're like, ah, fuck it, kill him too. (laughs) And they just, all three of those people are dead. And then that's how it ends. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I definitely thought at one point that was going the route of um, the work friend and the girl were in on it together to get the main character to Out. kill himself or whatever. Oh, oh, like they planned they yeah. they oh. planned the whole thing. Yeah, and she knew, and he was getting fucked in the end. So was she. Well, maybe yeah. we could do. I like that ending. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> this is a different kind of movie yeah. now. <laughs> um, I, maybe we could have. Maybe that could be like another thing. Is that like maybe he starts to suspect her of yeah. something mm-hmm. and the work buddy more. And and then we, paranoia takes over. Yeah, yep. and then it's a big mystery of like who is actually watching who, and then at the end we we figure out. Oh no, just kill everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. Yeah, yeah. It's really perverse and yeah. like dark. Mm-hmm. Um, not a lot of hope in this nope. movie. Um, it's a big Debbie Downer, but it's a good one. You know, it'd, it'd be. I think it's. You know, again. It'll appeal to people that also like that U series because that, that's essentially yeah has that same kind of um, character base yeah and I think that series definitely proves that like there is or at least was a 
market for it. Yeah. That like this is be this would be something that people are interested in. You know? Definitely. So now we get to cast it, right? Well, yeah. I mean, are any any last thoughts or questions or anything? I I'm having trouble seeing the main character. Is he is he doing it in private? Like I'm just trying to get a feel. Is he like a real doucher, or does he feel like embarrassed to be doing it? Embarrassed to be doing what? To be spying on this this woman. Oh the, no, he's like he feels like called to do it. Okay, so he's just like insanely madly in love. Yes, because yeah. Okay. yeah, that's why I asked earlier if he was. Um, if, like he knows what he's doing if he knew it was bad or if he honestly mm-hmm. believes like this is what needs to be done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he's just in a, a different mindset that okay. tells him. And then uh, how does he come across her? It just happen chance. Just, okay. And that might be why, what convinces him mm-hmm. is like, maybe he's like asked like, it was what like is, fate. what is about this girl? And he's just like, I don't know. I just know that when I saw her and I heard that song that, there was something different about her and it's just he's convinced that it's fate that it's like a fairy tale ending like he's just so thoroughly convinced that this is how his life is to be that was great and now i've got to leave for another pitch <laughs> so until next time this is bundy signing off bye bundy bye, bye bundy well. get out of here i love you lock the door lock the door <laughs> And now it's time for the cast list. Cast list. You have music while you're doing this on your. Yeah, I have a little like, just like a little thing. Uh, We need like weird ass sounds during ours. (laughs) So, (laughs) so just to clarify, let's see who we're casting. I definitely think we should cast the main character, the girl, and the work buddy. Yeah, yeah. I think those are the only real characters there yeah, are, besides, just, like, the friends and stuff like that. Yeah, let's cast the ex-boyfriend just because, like, I like Kat. This is honestly my favorite part of the podcast. Really? Um, so, ex-boyfriend, anyone else? Maybe the boss. Like, the maybe, boss. But... Ooh, and for, so, sorry to interrupt. Uh, for, like, a little fun one, I really like movies that have, like, oh, this character is only in it for, like, five minutes. Okay. Kind of like, uh, have you seen Baby Driver? Yeah. How John Bernthal is just in it for like 10 minutes. Oh, yeah. And then he's out. Um, and you, and he's, <laughs> I like that one because he's like, if you never see me again, I'm dead. And we never see him again. Yeah. <laughs> um, so let's cast like the terrorist at the beginning of the movie. Okay. So main character, love interest, work buddy, boss, ex-boyfriend, terrorist. terrorist. 10 minute cameo, terrorist. Uh, so work buddy. Work buddy. I actually... So, go ahead. I was, I was just like, trying to think like... He can't be the creepy one, obviously. He's got to be the more, like, kind of yeah. normal-looking, but I somewhat like serious guy. This is weird, but I feel like he can't be as attractive as the main character. I don't know about... Wait, who... Did I say work buddy? Yeah. I meant main character. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think main Sorry. character has to be Main like character. That. Yeah, he, he can't be as attractive. Oh, I, I actually... I was... I was, see, I was I, slipping those two. I'm so confused right now. <laughs> so, so, main character. Main character. I have a pretty strong choice for this. Okay. okay. Jimmy Simpson. I don't know who that is. He's the he's one of the McBoyles in which Always one? Sunny. They're both awful, but which one? They're both awful. Um, Jimmy Simpson. <laughs> Jimmy Simpson. He's also in Westworld. He I plays. Seen that. Oh, jeez. Um, Westworld's amazing. I feel like. Have you seen uh, House of Cards? Uh, the oh, first two guy? seasons. Yes. 
Okay. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that works. I was, like, as you were talking, I was thinking, like, Rami Malek, because he's kind of creepy looking, but Ooh, he's still yeah. kind of, like, smarty. Yeah. That is definitely, the, like, the vibe I'm going yeah. for, but... I think Jimmy Simpson would be, like, that's his up his alley yeah. uh, role that he would play. I also think Jimmy Simpson is a better actor than Rami Malek. Not that Rami Malek's bad, just that Jimmy Simpson is gonna go on down as, like, an amazing actor. Okay. Um, I'm pretty but set on that. Does he cost more? No, what's probably our, not. What's our no. budget? Probably, probably not. <laughs> he's usually on like TV shows. Yeah, so. like, but he's amazing. He's, I, he's, he's so, so good in Westworld. And like, I love Westworld. Just like his like range. Yeah, always sunny. He's a McBoyle, and then yeah. Westworld. Like, yeah, he's so even in Black Mirror. He was in one of those episodes. That's he's right. Which good. episode was he in? The star, like the Star Trek one. Yeah, the Star Trek one. Okay. So he's the guy that's he stays at the end. Wait, have you seen it? Yeah, I'm trying to. So he's the, the douchey CEO in real life, and then he's like made the pet. Like, yeah, uh, he's like getting always like abused by the main guys whose head they're in. The weirdo. Oh right, yeah, okay. And then yep. he stays yeah. at the end. Like the rest of their conscious, whatever, like the secondary conscious, like they all leave except for him. Yeah, or whatever they, they create the uploaded conscious, whatever. Yeah, it's which yeah. Is nuts. It's, it's weird. Yeah, Black Mirror's weird. Yeah, but I like. So it. Jimmy Simpson is the main character. Yes, I'm good. pretty set on that. Uh, now let's go to the work buddy because we started talking about him. Sorry about that. <laughs> uh, I do think he should be more attractive. Yeah. And he's got to be, yeah, he's got to be like more of the kind of like classic spy look type yes. of thing, like yeah. secret agent type yeah. of guy. Yeah. I was thinking, I'm not set on this, but have you guys seen The Punisher? No. On Netflix? Mm, yes. Are you talking? His buddy. So, the guy who's also in Westworld. Oh, shit. He's also in Westworld. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The attractive yeah. guy. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I was thinking him. But, like, if, if you could come up with, like, a different actor. Um, uh, so, yeah. You're definitely right. Like, the classic spy. Mm-hmm. Like, really good looking. Um, but maybe, like, taller and slender. That way he looks like he could sit at a desk every day of his life. Because that's what their jobs are, mostly. Yeah. Is that they sit at a desk and every once in a while... They'll interrogate someone and torture someone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. For some reason, um, I don't remember his name off the top of my head. The guy who played like the new Magneto, like he he just kept oh popping Michael into Fassbender, my head. Yeah, yeah him. He that just is, kept popping into my head. That is definitely what I was thinking. Ooh, yeah, he's a little bit older. He is yeah. just a pinch older. Yeah, um, definitely doable though. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I mean, maybe someone a little more because he has like a lot of gravitas like yeah. he just has that like energy about him maybe someone who has a little less energy to him but that is a oh man that is such a good answer yeah mm. obviously someone like very attractive and like stern mm-hmm. i guess stern but like authoritative mm-hmm. actor wise confident confident yeah um oh michael b jordan okay yeah Ooh, I like he's that. got the yeah i mean yeah definitely good looking yeah, Ooh, yeah, he's good looking. I'm. I think I'm pretty set on Michael B. Jordan. I like Michael B. Jordan too. And it's a that's a weird role for him to take too. Yeah, something you wouldn't expect in it. Yeah, something just like uh, totally out of left field. For, yeah, like, nothing like it. Now, the girl, the girl, the girl gonna be. I have n- no idea. Yeah, I feel like she's got. She can't be like supermodel attractive. Like she's got to be. You know, kind of like yeah. not, not homely. Like, no. <laughs> you she's know, gotta just, be an uggo. Uh, just but you know, just kind of like spunky. average, like cute more than hot. Cute, cute hipster. Yeah. Um. Uh. 
not not this woman, but kind of like a Zoe Deschanel kind of vibe. Okay. Um. Yeah. Because it kind of plays into that manic pixie dream girl kind of like obsession mm-hmm. that he would have with her. Yeah. Um. Oh crap! Who's the Who's the girl in uh fucking Fifty Shades of Grey? Yeah, I know who you're talking about. I don't know yeah, her name. Um, I don't know her name either. <laughs> well, then I gotta look it up because I'm I'm very specific. Like, we need to say their name, kind of. Thing. Yeah. Um. Whenever I think about people, I think they're too young. Like they're in their, like twenty. Oh yeah, she is kind of young for Jimmy Simpson, isn't yeah. she? What about the girl from Two Broke Girls, who's also in Thor? God, God, no. Oh, Cat Dennings. Yeah. God, no. God, no. <laughs> God, no. Oh, Dakota Johnson. Yeah, that's, that's it. Her name. Yeah. She is maybe a little young. Yeah, I don't know. Damn, that's... Fuck. I like Dakota Johnson. I don't know look someone up. She's in... Oh, she's in 21 Jump Street as well, Dakota Johnson. She plays one of the spies that's in the program. Oh, that's right. It's, it's like... How you guys doing? Finger popping each other's assholes. We want finger to pop each other's we, assholes. We want finger popping each other's assholes. <laughs> what we were doing was getting shit done. <laughs> I need your help, Korean cheese. <laughs> Thank you. Is that how you end a prayer? Thank you. <laughs> it's so good. I need to watch those soon. Um, Dakota Johnson, but a little, little older. I was gonna say Ramona Flowers, the girl who plays. Ramona Flowers and uh, yeah, and Scott that could Pilgrim. be a. She's got Mary I, Elizabeth Winstead. I love her. She's so much great. She's actually, I think she's actually dating a uh, Hugh or uh, Hugh Jackman. Oh yeah, Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman. Hugh McGregor. Oh, is she really? I think they're actually dating in real life. Wow, that's and a bird to prey, and he's a little bit older. Than that me. is quite an age difference. Yeah, but he he doesn't look that old. He doesn't look his no. age. We could just fuck it, fuck it, Margot Robbie. I was say, this chick's a little older. She's got kind of the similar. Oh, from Gossip vibe. Girl. Leighton Meester. Yeah. Oh. She, yeah, she was, was in. I was uh, like her. She was in Titans on DCU. Yeah. I like that choice. Oh, that's that's the I, face I was thinking. I do like that. Well, and that's interesting because wasn't her, like, the, who, the guy who played her boyfriend on Gossip Girl, isn't he the guy in you? Yeah. Yeah. What is he from? Gossip Girl. Gossip Girl? We've established this. <laughs> Hold on. Who's that guy? What's he been in the thing I just said? I, Leighton Meester. I actually do really like that. Call her up. Oops. Call her up. Did you just fuck up the entire recording? No. No. Just, I just clicked on the thingy. Oh, he's in Gossip Girl. I did not know that. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. I'm definitely Leighton Meester. All right. So Jimmy Simpson, Michael B. Jordan, Leighton Meester. This is a weird cast. Uh, ex-boyfriend. Um, I kind of want to go for like... Douche? Like a, yeah, like a douche, like a Chad kind of hunky type. Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> Chris Pratt it Chris is. Pratt I can't argue with fate. Like current Chris Pratt where he's like in shape, but like the same mentality as Wanted. Yeah, you that, that, that wanted character yes. is exactly what I was like. It's just really annoying. And that is a douche. great call. Yep. Yes. Yeah. All right, Chris Pratt. Yeah. Uh, how about his boss? Um, I mean, older, older, older gentleman. Yes. Yeah, older gentleman. Uh, Robert Redford. 
That's way older. <laughs> <laughs> but similar to his uh, role in kind of like when he worked for S.H.I.E.L.D. and and Kevin America. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. That, that's okay. That's what I was thinking of. Mm-hmm. He's maybe not too old because I was think just because I love this guy so much, I would say J.K. Simmons. Oh, yeah. I, like I, Simmons. I do like him. I always love J.K. Simmons. He's solid. Um, Let's go to J.K. Simmons. I'm fine with that. Okay. Right now. It's J.K. Simmons movie. Yeah. What's he got to do? Yeah, They're not one. making another Spider-Man movie anytime soon. They are. Thank God. <laughs> um, uh, who else we got? And then I think it's just the terrorist now. We it's just to, someone could be, be in 10 minutes. Cameo-esque. Yeah. Just like, oh, hey, it's that guy. And you're just like locked in for 10 minutes. So are we specifically looking at a certain race like <laughs> of a terrorist? Or? <laughs> we could be maybe ambiguous. Yeah. For example... I was thinking Jason Manzukas, because I love his goofy ass. He's a rough Rafi on the league. Okay, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I would, yeah, yeah. He's also he's also in John Wick three, and he's like not that silly. Yeah. In it, so I was like, oh, maybe he wants to do more dramatic roles. I like and, that because it's just a random <laughs> actor to have this yeah character, and it's just like it's like someone if you're in the know, then you know exactly. Yeah. Um. But it could be maybe someone with more star power. Yeah, I like I like the like a little bit smaller. Okay, uh, character or actor. So Jason Manzukis. Yep, I'm fine with that. Okay, so then we got Jimmy Simpson as our main character. Uh huh. We have uh, Leighton Meester as girl. the love interest. We have Michael B. Jordan as the work buddy. It's <laughs> weird. Yeah. <laughs> we have J.K. Like Simmons it. as their boss. Yeah. We have Chris Pratt as Leighton Meester's ex-boyfriend. And we have Jason Manzukis as the 10 minute cameo what a, terrorist. What a cast. <laughs> I mean, I love it. It makes it's me all happy. over the place, but I like it. It is. That's like that, but I like doing that. I like yeah. being like, ah, oh, this person will bring this kind of energy. Mm-hmm. And it's, it like shapes how the movie is going to go. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So that's my movie. Security. It's called Security. Yep. I like it. Yeah. Voyeurism, Dark Romance. Um, Who's the uh, the uh, company that's going to be producing it though? Like the uh, the Weinstein. The Weinstein. <laughs> really? No. <laughs> Fuck no. Yeah. Obviously, it's not going to be Disney. I could see like maybe Warner Brothers. Yeah, well, who, it could be Warner. Who's the actor? Uh, no. Oh, oh, got it. A twenty four. A twenty four. It's going to be. That's ran it. by. Is that Brad Pitt? No, Brad Pitt's is something else. It's like. Did they do Ryan Johnson's uh, Knives Out? I'm trying to think. Yes, they did. Right. Yeah. yeah. Which. Who is the distributor for that for A twenty four? I don't know. Yeah, it, it gets confusing. I don't care about that crap. Yeah, who's I'm gonna just... direct it? Me? No, I don't. Ryan John? No, not <laughs> it's too serious for Ryan Johnson. Because Ryan Johnson likes those, he like, likes he likes stuff. being weird. Not very basic, but I he think does, he'd like, like the, uh... this movie, but like yeah. I don't think he'd want to make it. Jordan Peele. Ooh, Jordan Peele could do some pretty good work with this. The only reason I thought of that was because of the like national security. Like spying on us, yeah. Vibe, yeah, yeah. I'd say Jordan Peele, or even I'll throw in James Gunn because why not? Because James Gunn does uh, some weird stuff. James Gunn, long. yeah. I'd probably lean a little more Jordan Peele. Jordan Peele. I think James Gunn would want to maybe like make it smaller. Yeah. And I think there is a a, a largeness Bigger. to yeah. this film. Yeah. Um, that I think Jordan Peele would kind of just lock in a bit more. Yeah. That's interesting. Who does Jordan Peele's? It's a Bloomhouse. Yeah, yeah. Which yeah. Bloomhouse makes? 
they I feel like they throw everything at the wall. They're all over, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, they, and they do like they do a good. It's a good technique where they like do a bunch of films mm-hmm. for not a lot of money, and they make a shit ton of money mm-hmm. like, box office wise. Yeah, it's like a yeah. horror films. Yeah, like they do Jordan Peele, but then they also did like Happy Death Day. Yeah, which yeah. made a fuck ton of money. Yeah, it's, I it's, saw it. Actually, it's it's, it's a not cool that bad. Concept. It's not that bad. Yeah, I like horror films though. It's it's just like a murdery Groundhog's Day. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> so she keeps dying. When she dies, it goes back to the beginning of the day. The right. Same day. Yeah. And this, so she keeps dying. She has to figure out who's killing her and why it's happening. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that's my movie. I like it. Yeah. Thanks. Awesome. So yeah, guys, please plug. Justin, we'll start with you. Please plug away. Hi, my name is Justin Anderson. Um, we, Gavin and I, are a part of a channel called Goober Talks or Goober Games on YouTube. Uh, we have a podcast called Goober Talks. We talk about movies, we talk about TV shows, we talk about music, actually. We talk a lot about video games, and we talk about, you know, every once in a while we'll throw in, like, politics and even health, so. Yeah, we, we kind of have a, a wide gamut of everything yeah. we talk about. Yeah, we usually fall back on, like, video games and movies and stuff. Pop we just, culture We really do enjoy talking about the nerdy shit, but, like, we'll throw in everything. So, you can find us at Goober Games, with a Z, on YouTube. Um, we do some Let's Plays, uh, but primarily we do a lot about the with the podcast because we enjoy that the most. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Goober Justin, simply at Goober Justin. Same with Instagram, I believe, as well. So um, look me up. And we're going to start streaming soon on Twitch. We're going to do it. I promise we're going to do it. <laughs> and Gavin, how about yourself? Hopefully by the time this comes out. Yeah. We would have already oh, been, we been done. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> nope, same for me. I met... Goober Games, Goober Talks, that stuff. The Goobs. Yep. Goober Boys. What's Goobers. your uh, at handle for Twitter? Twitter, it's uh, Avogavo. Um, it's it's spelled weird. It's like avocado, but different. Um, it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's currently locked for some reason. What? I don't know. I, I went on Twitter the other day, and it was like, oh, you have to change your password? I'm like, nah. So, <laughs> so I'll fix that. It's going to tweet at you a lot. <laughs> yeah, I think it's... I think it's A V O G A V O. It's gotcha. got like my you know Gav in the middle, my name. So that's that. Thanks. Great. Move on. Yeah. Yeah. Move on. <laughs> and you can follow uh, What a Pitch on Twitter and Facebook at Pod W A P. That's at P O D W A P. And with that, thank you for listening to What a Pitch. Woo! Claps. <laughs>